Canvas. This is Taj Alexander. I'm here with someone that is the definition of being a self-starter. I've just followed his work over the years and have seen him create a blueprint to where a lot of people are now getting into journalism, online media, podcasting, and this guy was probably doing it well before it became anything and seeing how media was moving and was just did it himself. So without any further ado, introduce yourself, man. It's quite the intro that hopefully I can live up to. My name is Corey Towns from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, yeah, man, thank you for having me on here. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you. And, and like I was saying earlier, just not only your resume, but also your, your reputation mm. um, for what people have said about you and your work. Mm. You know, it's nothing but an honor to have you on, man. Honor's you know? mine, man. Absolutely. Even invite me on a space. This is your space. So I look at podcasts. At one point, I didn't quite understand them. You know, I just was like, yo, who are you talking to? Like, if you have that type of stuff. But uh, once I started taking podcasts on and appearing on shows, it really showed me that, like, you know, life is all about creating and curating spaces for yourself. So you decided to let me into this space. So I appreciate that. Sure. Personally, I'll just tell you my experience, with, like, with you. It's like I've probably seen you at countless numbers of parties and mm. events, popping up at Kinfolk, you know, <laughs> Shout out to the old Kinfolk Flex, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was a time. Yeah. So we, we've seen each other in passing. Mm -hmm. Like, who are you and what do you do? I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I find myself saying that a lot just because I think that me being from Philadelphia is a very integral part of who I am. I am a writer by trade. I am the entertainment editor at CassiusLife.com. I love music. I'm a music enthusiast. If, you know, I really don't believe in the whole title thing. I don't like giving myself titles and stuff like that. I write about stuff and I give my take on cultural happenings that you know go on you know throughout the times and stuff like that. Man, it's just it. It's kind of crazy, like me talking to you about what you do when like, mm -hmm. you're, you're so used to being on the other end and asking questions. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so, it's definitely weird. You know, it's good for people to hear your story. You know, mm -hmm. for those who don't know, because like you're you're unique in, in the fact that you were able to sort of see the value in, in capturing moments and mm -hmm. capturing stories and telling other people's stories mm -hmm. and doing it in a way that was fresh and uniquely your perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people sort of tune into, like with whether it's your, your journalism mm -hmm. or, you know, the video content you do is that, you know, anyone can create a video, anyone mm -hmm. can write a story, but it's the perspective that sort of sets people apart and that's what you have. I mean, yeah, like, I guess I have a very interesting background. You know, being from Philly, I grew up you know, middle class, upper middle class or whatever. My mother was a school teacher. Uh, my father happened to be an entertainer. Um, he's a DJ. My father is DJ Jazzy Jeff. So, you know, growing up in that household, uh, my parents weren't together, uh, but growing up in that household, you know, was very, uh, it was interesting to say the least. You know, it allowed me to kind of do things that normal kids from Southwest Philly, you know, couldn't or wouldn't. You know, my father and my mother did their best to kind of introduce me to you know, a world that was very much outside of the city of Philadelphia. And I always say that, you know, my father, my father is what gave me the dream to get out of Philly. And uh, my stepfather, uh, who worked in the music industry for, you know, a time and, you know, it's kind of like, I call, I could always call him like the cleaner, you know what I'm saying? Like, you never necessarily know what he does, but, you know, he, you know, he does something. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but more importantly, you know, the respect and reverence that people kind of give him whenever they find out, you know, that I'm, I'm his son. Uh, 
you know, is always like, you know, like the highest honor. But I always, you know, he, my father gave me the dream to get out and my, my stepfather instilled in me the work ethic to do so. So, uh, I mean, kind of what you said about, uh, you know, capturing moments and stuff like that. I mean, I realized at a very early age that, you know, life is a matter of moments. Um, and I guess, you know, even at a, yeah, I guess at a young age, just kind of learning and, you know, kind of developing my personal taste and the things that I like, I, I realized that um, people love a story. You know what I'm saying? Like people love to find out, you know, the inner workings of, you know, of each other, of, you know, people they regard and high, you know, celebrity, you know, things like that. Like people love that story. So when I started kind of developing my, I guess, my taste for things like I guess doing content before content was considered content right um I always kind of kept that in my mind like all right if I was the one watching this interview if I was the one looking at this event recap what is it about it that would make me want to tune in and um that's a kind of like a, a guide that I followed my entire career and um you know it's kind of let me where I am now nice nice man so I went to school actually in Philly for a couple of years okay so where at? I was in northeast like by like Bridge and Pratt Street yeah like, where'd you Frankfurt. go wait where well it was, it was a school way out it was in Bucks County so it okay. wasn't like in the city okay, but okay. I was in the city a lot so okay. where I went to northeast high school so. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so where in Philly like did you grow up so I, I grew up for the most part in southwest Philly I moved out of southwest when I was maybe about 12 uh, moved to Germantown, uh, which is kind of in like the north central part of the city. And then uh, my high school years, I lived in northeast Philly. So, you know, my parents, you know, my, you know, my mother and my stepfather, you know, they always made it a thing to elevate the, the, the surroundings around me. And then what would be my baby sister, uh, who we are 10 years apart. So, you know, if, if the neighborhood was getting kind of bad, got to get out, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and yeah. go to something different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm originally from Southwest. That's real, man. And like you said it earlier, but you, you proudly represent where you're from. Absolutely. Everywhere. And any, Absolutely. Any, it could be like the, <laughs> the, the rooftops to like the basements. Like you're, sure. you're talking about where you're from. So, like, what is it about Philadelphia that adds to who you are and um, what you do? Is it about Philly? Uh, I mean, I think it's just a matter of our perspective. I often find that, you know, Philly does share a lot of similarities with many other major metropolitan cities. Philly allowed me the opportunity to get the city life um, and the city lessons, all the while maintaining a certain sense of home, right? So like, you know, for me, I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to, you know, have a house with a yard or, you know, I don't know, like kind of like that, that sense of neighborhood. Like, like I was very much like, like I was very much from my neighborhood. I'm very much from Southwest, and that was when I was younger. I would be very much maneuvering in Germantown, you know, and you know, not so much Northeast. I was kind of growing out of it, but um, yeah, like it, it, it offered me a sense of, of of home, and the people in Philly is, I think, is what really kind of sticks to my rib. In the sense that you know, there ain't no ain't no funny shit getting past us. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we're very authentic in in what we do and how we move. Almost because you know we kind of have to be. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, things things can get very <laughs> things can elevate quick. Right, right. Things can turn up quick. Um, yeah. Where I'm from, and no matter where you're from. So I mean, you know, I've I've always had a steady head on my shoulders, but I've always been very aware of my surroundings. Um, 
and you know just kind of maintain that sense of thoroughness you know it's, it's really that's something that I apply to every aspect of my life from my personal relationships to how I conduct my business to everything else that's real man yeah and I just feel too like the the unique culture of Philadelphia you know like me being able to live there for a little bit I mm. think you know I see it and I, it immediately resonates with me mm. even though I only lived there for a couple years mm. like I see in how you move and how you operate um, there's definitely a sense of like understanding where you're from mm. and applying that into what you do now so mm. that's, that's real man that's yeah real. man I mean it's just it's kind of one of the things where you know and I, I said this uh when i appeared i was on my friend chloe's uh podcast the other day shout um, out to chloe yeah <laughs> i guess it's one of those things where anytime you move from where you're from it, nine times out of ten it enhances where like it enhances Bye. it yeah <laughs> like like me i was very much i was very much representative of philly you know what i'm saying before i moved to new york you know like i was you know like yeah anything i can do to put on for my city i'll do that um, or any chance I get, but it's like me moving to New York. I be I double down on all of my Phillyness, <laughs> yeah, you know. And it's yeah, like yeah. like I've been I've been fortunate and blessed enough to have a a crew of friends that include people from the crib. You know what I'm saying? Like one of my roommate is is from Uptown, you know, and and we have our history. Like me and him went to middle school with each other, and we reconnected later on in life. And he's one of actually, actually one of the reasons why I moved up here. Um, Shout him out like, Yeah my man Chris Thomas man yeah. My man no homage <laughs> um, Yeah man like you know Just just a series of events that led Basically him missing Him missing an opportunity to go to South by Southwest in Texas uh, In 2012 if I'm not mistaken Or 2013 rather Him not being able to go to South by Because he had to go to a, his friend's wedding in Atlanta and we met randomly mind you we were, we were cordially friends like not like close close buddies or whatever but he came to my job i worked in an apple store and i swapped out a charger for him for like free and he just so happened to tell me about this opportunity whatever and he told me he couldn't go and then was just like would you want to go in my place and i was just I did not expect that at all um he put me in contact with representatives for the fader uh you know, and like their farm team, grassroots initiative. I had a phone meeting with somebody um, from the Fader, my man Kevin Hunt, and uh, they put me on a flight to Texas. And that one trip really established a lot of key relationships with me. Um, it definitely, it definitely changed my perspective of the world. Just like yo, like I'm. I, I belong out here and um, that put things in motion to me to move to New York. That's real, man. And those are the types of stories where it almost seemed by chance, but it was supposed to happen. Absolutely. You know, that sort of changed the trajectory of what you were meant to do. Absolutely. You know, so like, That's that a means fact. a lot, man. For, real. For sure, man. For real. That's my brother, man. Shout out to Chris Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, man, like, just talking about, like, what's happening now, mm -hmm. like, in the world we're living in, mm -hmm. specifically the U.S., there's a lot going on. Absolutely. Sadly. Sadly, yeah. yeah. So, again, this word comes again, but perspective is so important. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all trying to process, like, we, we talk about sports, music, mm -hmm. arts, entertainment. For people like us who are documenting these things, mm -hmm. what's your perspective in regards to how we, like, should process all of these things we're talking about in light mm -hmm. of, like, you know, things that are happening in Charlottesville and things sure. that are happening um, in the state of... I mean, I guess it kind of goes back to what I said in the beginning of the episode in the sense that life is all about creating and curating safe spaces for yourself, right? And spaces that you feel comfortable in. I just turned 30. I turned 30 this year. Congratulations. And thank man. you, man. That's, that's definitely a blessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I just turned 30 this year, and I mean, I, I've done a lot of learning about myself in the past year, right? So like dealing with, first, not even dealing with, understanding and then dealing with like my own like personal like mental health, you know what I'm saying? Like understanding what it means to be depressed and what, what depression means and how it kind of, how the two can kind of be different. Now I can say I've been blessed to kind of go through that and understand it a lot more. And one of the things I kind of came out of it was, was the fact that, yeah, like creating safe spaces for yourself is essential to maintaining your sanity in a sense. So like for us who who work in this in this field of capturing what's going on in the world, you know, we tend to become very desensitized to a lot of things. Like, you know, we had the tragic shooting in Vegas. And for me, like I've worked in some form of journalism for the past maybe about four years. And I remember a point in time uh, at my previous job where I was a social media manager for Emmy Magazine, you're on 25-8. You know what I'm saying? If something happens, you gotta you gotta be there. And I just found myself so desensitized at the fact that another black man or black woman was killed at the hands of police that I kind of had to take a step step back at one point and be like, God damn, like I saw another black man was killed and I'm just like, damn, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and it's something that you really kind of have to like, think about um, and put in perspective for yourself. So like for me, I try to for me, I try to I try to keep certain things around me that offer me a sense of refuge and offer me a sense of happiness amidst all of these times, all these dark times, whether stuff I'm going through for myself or that we're going through in the world. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, like I love music. Like listening to music is a happy, brings me to a happy place. You know, watching sports is something that I can hold on to that brings me to a happy space. You know, even time with like my family and my friends, like I've really developed and established legitimate relationships that I can't even just call them friends. Like I consider them family at this point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like the importance of having these people in my life to bounce off, of, you know, ideas and bounce off my thoughts and things and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, just creating that space for myself to to be safe, you know, to be happy, you know, just, you know, what it's like to really realize what it means to be happy and like how circumstantial that can kind of be. And just kind of having a, an overall better understanding of myself. I mean, that, that's kind of allowed me to, to keep a little bit on track with, you know, separating myself from what's going on in this world. Yeah, I mean, that's profound, man. Like, I, I even think about, like, in the media age we're living in now, like, mm. there's more media, more content, more information than ever. And like you said, yeah, it's very easy, especially when you're also part of producing that content mm -hmm. to become desensitized mm -hmm. to it. Um, like you're experiencing it on a human level, but yep. at the same time, you're almost having to switch that part off yep. in order to do your job. Absolutely. You know, so like I fully understand that. Absolutely. And like you said, like I think that's like the key word, creating a safe space for yourself mm. and for the people around you is like something that I'm realizing I need to do as well. Mm. You know, because like being, you know, being black and having mm. to not only process things as an American, but as someone of color in America, Absolutely. as a black person in America, is a whole nother because I, I i i'd like to say that's that's almost three different levels yes, of yes. perspective you yes. know what i'm saying like yes we are people of color but there are some things that african americans deal with that other racial ethnic groups rather um don't have to deal with so i mean yes it's just a matter of, of understanding those perspectives and you know just trying you know it's very hard to not let a certain amount of not necessarily hate 
but like that negative energy kind of yeah. balling like obviously these things happen and all of this stuff happens and you know the first thing we feel is that sense of like anger and you know and it's very anger is a very sweet emotion to hold on to right because it's kind of like it gets you and then like it, it grabs a hold of you and like it grows and if it you know it, it can grow with more anger you know what i'm saying and it's like not to be too like you know cheesy or nothing like that but you know love kind of works in the same way and you know kind of like i said balancing out the balancing out the highs with the lows and kind of maintaining them what is most important to you is where that love can grow um but it also allows you to keep a, a very you know direct perspective on like what's going on like you know what the fuck is going on yeah here, you know what i'm saying yeah. so you know it's the stuff that kind of keeps you going yeah yeah for sure man so for you like i see not only you know the, the content that you're putting out mm-hmm. but also the, the relationships and the friendships that you have mm-hmm. like what is that like meant to you just in being in new york and sort of the fabric of your your friend groups like how has that influenced your work uh, i mean definitely you know uh well i def- rather definitely they've definitely affected my work um i i followed a phrase pretty much since maybe early like late high school um and the phrase is inspiration promotes elevation right so like you know to be inspired by someone or something you know is always going to cause you to want to become better and want to elevate yourself so you know i'm definitely a person that believes in having like peer uh, not necessarily idols but like peer idols i'll say that like you know people who yes we're very we're very much peers we're very much on the same level but like i fuck with their work so crazy that like it inspires me to be better so like for example like um like my man Brandon Jenkins, my man Jinx, who uh, who's affiliated with Complex and Pigeons. Shout and out to Jinx, man. You know, Jinx, Jinx is somebody that on a video content level, once I've seriously started delving in that realm, I'm just like, oh fuck, like Jinx, <laughs> Jinx killed this shit. Like, Another he, level, yeah. Dog, he, has this, he has this thing called, he has this, this segment called The Culture, bro. Culture, yeah, and that shit is yeah, so yeah. fucking fire. Like, I text him like, dog, this shit is like, I, I didn't get a chance to watch a new episode with K. Trinata, but I text him like, bro, like this shit is so clean. And he'll just be like, it's like, my dude, like, thanks, man. <laughs> like, my dude, like, thanks. But like, people like him, um, people like my man Rember, who is at, by far the best writer I have, like, I feel as though I could write some shit and then remember to write about the same shit and it's like, yeah, I didn't write about this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, people like people like them, people like my homegirl Diani, or as, as she known to the world, Scotty Bean. You know, like, you know, for somebody like her to really navigate a male dominated space and basically do what the fuck she wants like she 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 did her time and she learned a lot you know going at hot 97 and now she's just kind of like out here you know what i'm saying and just like moving and maneuvering like people like that and like all three of these people i can say are like legit friends of mine like whether i see them every day whether i don't see them for months like we've all shared we've all had a drink together they've been in my crib (laughs) in some way shape or form um but it's that type of it's that type of I guess people, and I don't want to sound like I'm using them, but it's that, type, it's, that, it's that type of people that I like to keep around me that whenever I'm feeling down or whenever I'm feeling like, fuck, like I'm stuck, like I'm stuck doing this shit, you know what I'm saying? I could like listen to something that they said to me in the past or, you know, I can go back to, you know, a segment that they've done and like watch that and stuff. And it's way more, many more people than those three. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, like, you know, 
especially in a city like New York, like I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be not that far from home. Um, so whenever I do need to feel that type of love, I can easily go back. But, uh, you know, just being in this city is, is a learning experience in itself. Like the shit that you see in how to make it in America and (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, man, first, first and foremost, how to make it in America is is another one of the main reasons why I decided to move to New York. Like I saw that shit. Like, and I remember I caught on that wave late and I I was, I was talking to a coworker of mine at Apple and he was like, yo, you need to watch the show. I think you really fuck with it. Dog. I watched every episode. I called out of work one day. I was just like, I watched one episode at night and I was like, oh, nah, I'm finishing this shit. I called out of work at Apple. I was like, yo, I'm sick. I can't come in work and I watched both seasons yeah, so like yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. you know it's sad that that show bit the dust yeah. I think it's unfair yeah. fuck whoever decided to cancel <laughs> how to make it in America right, right. Um, you guys will have all my money if you decide to bring that so shit back true. So true. but um but no man like like that show really like inspired me to like again like 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 life is about these moments and like the moments of cam and uh fuck I forgot my man it's, it's not it's not Jake Cam and the white kid's name. I forgot his name. But the adventures of those two dudes just living in New York, like, with some shit that I was like, yo, you can only get that shit if you live in New York. And at that point, I was just like, oh, yeah, no, like, I'm going to make my move up there. And, you know, I, God bless me, and I'm here now. True, man. And I just want to even take the time to, like, even, like, big up the people you mentioned, like the, mm-hmm. the Jinx, the, the Scotty Beams, all mm-hmm. of those people, because I really feel like, including yourself, now is a really good time for young black content creators Mm -hmm. like I feel like now more than ever people with our same way of thinking Mm -hmm. are now being put in positions to where they're able to give their perspective Mm -hmm. and it be unfiltered Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it means a lot. You know what I think a big part of that is is that we're getting older. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I feel very much young in spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel old, not all the time. In some aspects, I'd be like, damn, like uh, that was some old, that was some <laughs> old shit I just did. But um, but no, man, I mean, we're getting older, and it's like you know, at a certain point in time, the people of the people who were running shit when we were young and aspiring and hungry yeah. you know what i'm saying not necessarily they're getting phased out but that you know they're starting to realize like yo you know my time is is gone so it's like now we're transitioning into that space where you know you may have a 17 year old kid who's like swears by every word that you say or that you write or swears by every video that you do and it's it's incredibly humbling like it's it's in some aspects for me it's kind of weird because it's kind of just like you know I feel as though I have so much more learning to do and I have so much farther to go and I have so much more to attain so when people tell me like yo you know you inspire me or like you know like I look up to the shit that you do and like and like name shit like that shit is like the wildest shit in the world <laughs> and you know but I mean you, you, you respect that I mean obviously there's a lot of pressure that kind of goes with that but um but you respect that and you kind of take on that res- that 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 realm of responsibility and I mean, you just go from there yeah man that's what, it reminds me like the Jay-Z line on his recent album is like don't big homie don't big bro me mm-hmm. I could fully understand that like from your perspective in terms of younger people like looking up to you and what you done and sort mm-hmm. of saying yo there's this but you still have so much you have to absolutely. do absolutely <laughs> you know? absolutely man and but i mean i also like i and, and let me make that very clear like I, I i was also blessed with different forms of mentorship in my life so like you know i know what it's like to have a big homie and to have an og that like has seen what i want to see has experienced what i want to do and things like that and um you know teach me you know whether it's by word or by lesson 
you know, because sometimes, you know, words ain't going to do it. And sometimes you have to go through something to learn about it. So, like, you know, for me, I like, guess one of the things that I'm, I'm very big on is, you know, at any point I can be someone's example. Um, just to be like, yo, like, this this cat from Philly. It's this dude from Philly. His name's Corey Towns. He be writing and... You know, he be he got he be uh, got his own travel show, and he be talking to people, and he got cool friends and like all that shit. Like I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying because essentially it was it was me looking at certain people when I was that age that was just like yo, like he be writing about sneakers and he's a kappa, like that's some cool <laughs> shit. Like I mean for real, like you know, like that type of mentorship um, was very very essential uh, to you know my growth and my progress. Real, man. So yeah, before we wrap up, man, like mm-hmm. you mentioned like the travel show, which is like huge, mm-hmm. like it's amazing. Absolutely, like, man. So can, yeah, just name some of the things you're doing <laughs> right now, just so people get a taste of what you're, you're up to. Um, well, I mean, you can you can always find my uh, my editorial work on CassiusLife.com. Um, talk about you know much many different topics and stuff, mostly focusing around like education, uh, education. I'm sorry, uh, entertainment and music and things like that. Uh, but also just comment on things that's happening in the world right now. Um, I do have uh, I am the host of a travel show. Uh, it's called Lit City. Um, so far we've filmed three episodes. I'm actually going out of town this week to shoot our fourth. I mean, that in itself was just a, a, the culmination of something that I've literally wanted to do my entire life. You know, like, uh, so I mean, Lit City is basically uh, it is a travel show. Uh, think, you know, the Anthony Bourdain's, the uh, Andrew Zimmern, you know, the Eddie Wong. You know, like he's somebody that I look up to incredible just as far as like creating, you know, travel content, but from a perspective of this melting pot of. <laughs> yeah, for pop culture, you know what I'm saying? Like my man, my man is making old school and living color references like on the show. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that, you know, cuz it, it isn't necessarily about what you're what you're teaching, it's about how you teach it and it's about how you get it across. So, you know, for me, I was, you know, I, I love like Guy Fieri's Diners, Drive-ins and Dives dog. Like first and foremost, that is a date. <laughs> like if, like if, if you can come to the crib yeah. Or if I come to your spot And we can watch episodes Cause you know on Friday nights It's like the marathon block Listen I'm true to this shit <laughs> Donna drive-ins and dives is so fire And then like if you can come If we can entertain each other And watch the show And you offer like good commentary On shit like that <laughs> Like bro She's like, a keeper Oh she's a keeper <laughs> But no like on, some, on a serious shit Like, like Guy Fieri does an amazing job Of always keeping his content fresh you know what i'm saying like there's there's only so many times you can try a burrito or some other food that he's always tasting his reactions though yeah like his reactions yeah. is crazy like you know welcome to flavor town and shit but like <laughs> I, in doing this show like i've always wanted to have a travel show because i thought it was cool i thought it was something that um you know was informative and something that i didn't realize many black people actually liked but i realized that there wasn't really someone doing that in our voice um, so I've wanted to develop a travel show literally my entire life. And, um, you know, I was blessed with the opportunity, you know, coming over to Interactive One and I won digital and uh, coming over to Cassius. And, you know, that was something that they kind of had in line. And, you know, our ideas met and Lit City was born. So, I mean, you know, we're only, you know, our, our third episode is going to come out soon. 
Um, we're in the process of shooting, like I said, our, our next one now. And I mean, the sky's the limit, you know? I mean, the show is basically about going to a city and, and, and learning about it from the locals' eyes, you know? Like, I always liken it to the perspective I was liking it to the perspective of, you know, Philly, you know what I'm saying? Like me being from the crib and the more I started meeting people from not from Philly, you know, in this industry and stuff when I was still living there, is that whenever they would come to town, especially every Made in America weekend, like the first two Made in Americas, oh, yeah. whenever people come to town, they're just like, yo, where do we get the cheesesteaks at? Where do we get the cheesesteaks at? <laughs> and the first thing they say is like, yo, I'm going to Geno's and Pat's. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, fuck Geno's and Pat's. Like, 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 like no, right dog, now. like, like, no, like, no gas. Like, I'm not even gonna, like, I'm gonna come clean with y'all. Like, like, Pat Steaks is cool. If I gotta eat there, I'll eat there. Pat Steaks is cool. Fuck Geno's because Geno's Geno's does not like black people. And if you ask anybody from Philly, they will tell you that Geno's does not like black people. They just don't. They don't like us there. You know, people just be like, yo, where can I get these cheesesteaks from? And I'm just be like, bro, like, those two spots you named are not it, bro. Like, you need to go to Ishka Bibbles on 4th and South Street. Yeah, let them know where they're You know what I'm saying? On 4th and South. They actually have two locations now, uh, one on 4th and one on 6th. But like Ishkabibbles, my father has been taking me to Ishkabibbles my entire life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you know, if you if you if you have friends who are from Philly and you know they live in more less touristy, more indigenous parts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Max's <laughs> up uh where Ma- Max's is up or well, I can want to say Broad Allegheny. Yes. Like Max's is, is, is down north. Mm-hmm. Max's is really good. I can actually I can give you <laughs> an exclusive right now because wow. I just got put on to some shit. Okay, okay. You know, and dog, I'm 30 years. <laughs> 30 years in my cheesesteak eating yeah, this. Um, <laughs> no, nah, man, my, my homies from Uptown, uh, from Mount Airy, they put me on to a spot called Mount Airy Deli. Okay. That, you know, for people who may not necessarily know, Philly has a very big Islamic community. Absolutely. Um, I want to say it really blossomed in like the late 70s, early 80s. I mean, just to be real, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of the men in people's families went to jail. Um, and they went to jail. They came back home. You know, they found they found Islam, you know, in jail. So like it kind of started a lot of Islamic families in our city. So we have a huge Muslim community. Absolutely. Um, so in that, you know, a lot of the restaurants that we eat at, you know, especially like the more neighborhoody joints, you know, like they'll cook their food halal. You know, as far as the preparation of the food, and you know, like not really no beef, and you know, definitely no pork and things like that. Spot Mount Airy Deli, okay. they have the salmon cheesesteak. Mm. When I tell hold you, on, when on. I when I tell you, dog, the salmon cheesesteak. I've never heard of this. Before. So imagine a typical your typical cheesesteak is yeah. like uh, I forgot the the, the the cut of beef it is. Right, right. But whatever the cut of beef is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's it's very it's like a fillet, chop it up very fine, you know, do whatever to it. Same with the chicken cheesesteak. Yeah. They take salmon the same way. They take a salmon fillet, mm. chop it up. <laughs> Same way. Yeah, yeah. Now my man, my roommate Chris Thomas, because he put me onto it. Him and my man Reek from back home. Shout out to my man Reek. What's good? <laughs> What's good, bro? <laughs> um, no, they put me on. It's like they would take the salmon, chop it up. Uh, they would put pepper jack cheese mm. on the salmon. Ooh. They would put tartar sauce, like to substitute it from substitute like the mayo and the ketchup. Yeah. They would put like a tartar sauce on there. Yeah, yeah. But then they would top it with fried shrimp. No, no, Bro, no, the cheesesteak is $20. No, no, when I tell you, it is, it? it is the best investment anybody could ever make. Like, I haven't been to the actual location yet because yeah. it's, it's far as shit uptown. I can imagine. But, yeah, yeah. yo, it's worth Mount Airy Deli, <laughs> the salmon cheesesteak. 
on point. Probably one of the best cheesesteaks you can have in Wow, wow. And with that, man, <laughs> close it out. I hate that I, I was saying all this like shit and all this, <laughs> all this deep shit, and we ended on a fucking cheesesteak nah, reference. Nah, but nah, I mean, nah. that's Corey Towns, man. I can't, mm. I can't change it no other way. That's real, man. That's real. Well, once again, man, really appreciate you being on. Like, I think what you're saying speaks volumes, um, and it only is on. It's pointing to the, your future trajectory, like what you have planned and what's coming up. I feel Lord like, willing, man. Yeah, all the things you have sort of set up and the things you haven't even mentioned that you have going mm-hmm. on. I feel like it's only going to put you in a place where people are only going to, you know, recognize how great mm-hmm. you are and the brand you're building for yourself. Lord willing, man. Yeah. So man. I mean, that's, that's all I can do. I mean, I'm not necessarily an incredibly religious person, but I do believe in God's place in my life. Um, God has blessed me to be able to do things like this. You know, God has blessed me to wake up every day. So I definitely understand that any and everything that happens in my life is because of his will. And um, yeah, man, I'm blessed, man. That's all I can say. Thank you, man. Well, this has been The Open Canvas with my brother, Corey Towns. Thank you for having me, too. Absolutely. For sure. My man. Thank you, man. That was great. Thank you, man. That was great, man. To find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, taj.opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander. 